Welcome to the Dry Eye Coach podcast series, Click on Dry Eye, your insider pass to the most exclusive dry eye topic. The series will raise awareness about the current and future state of ocular surface disease. The podcast will focus on a variety of topics. Before we get to our next episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. As a global specialized company dedicated to ophthalmics, Santon brings a 130-year history of scientific knowledge and organizational capabilities to research, development, and commercialization of pharmaceuticals, surgical and medical devices, and OTCI care products. Santon is the market leader for prescription ophthalmic pharmaceuticals in Japan and its products now reach patients in more than 60 countries. Santon provides products and services to contribute to the well-being of patients, their loved ones, and consequently to society. In today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Carly Rose, OD of iCare on the Square in Cincinnati, Ohio, to talk all about blepharitis. Welcome, Dr. Rose. Welcome, thank Dr. you so much. Thank you, guys, and thank you for having me. I'm super honored. I'm a big fan of everything that you do on social media, all your Instagramming, your YouTubing, um, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about your practice, and then we'll get into more of those new exciting things that you're doing a little bit later. So as you mentioned, I have a practice here in Cincinnati called I Care on the Square, and it is, you know, it's a, it's a primary care office, so we see all ages, we have full optical, the routine glaucoma workups, but from day one, I basically launched an internal dry eye clinic which proved to be very challenging right from the get-go because my primary location is only 750 square feet. So we ran out of room very, very quickly. And that led me to the second business. So I just opened a second location that is exclusively a dry eye med spa. So how did you develop this OD specialty um, practice, this separate one? Is this had always been a passion of yours to kind of cross over into the aesthetics realm? No, actually, the aesthetics totally took me by surprise. I always knew I wanted to do dry eye. Um, so during residency, I figured out that I liked dry eye a lot more than our colleagues because we would have whole dry eye days and my co-residents were basically cursing me all day. And I was like, what? You guys don't think this is the best day ever? So that is actually when I figured out that I had a little thing for it. Um, and so I think I told Art Epstein once that I have a crush on dry eye and I just do all things dry eye all the way. So what happened is my Luminous M22, I, I, that was not the first piece of equipment I purchased, but it was the first aesthetic combo piece. And when the sales reps were talking to me about the aesthetic benefits, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the dry eye. I don't care about that. And then what happened is I realized there's so much overlap and the eyelids are the skin. So I have to know about the skin. I have to know about cosmetics and products and procedures. And I realized that patients that were also getting the aesthetic benefits were happy patients. And I was very pleasantly surprised to deal with all of these happy patients now. And you just really can't separate them, in my opinion, the way I practice. And so it was just a natural progression. And here we are, a dry eye med spa was developed. So Carly, you mentioned you you got the M22. How'd you decide on that for your procedure? And then my next question is going to be, you mentioned what's the first thing you bought. So when it comes to dry eye, how, what is the first thing you bought when it came to your dry eye clinic? 
the first thing I bought was the Lipiscan Lipiflow combo. And that was, I, I purchased my practice and about three months later, I purchased the Lipiscan Lipiflow. So I, I was not pausing to dive right in. And then the, let's see, I think I'm going to go in order here of purchase. I bought the Lipiscan Lipiflow, um, Inflamadry, new, um, Oculus 5M, New Lids, then the M22, and then Radio Frequency, and then Ilux, then Firefly, then Tier Lab. I think I got them all in order have so many different uh, treatments in our armamentum and that you have all those in your practice. That's awesome, both for the diagnostic and the treatment component. So today we want to we want to focus mostly on blepharitis because we know when it comes to dry eye, I mean, how many of us got burned? Like a patient's been on cyclosport for months and you're like, they're like, why am I so symptomatic? And it's because many times we've been overlooking the lids. So how important is it to differentiate between the various forms of blepharitis? Because we have to take a step back, look at those lids, but can you talk to that? Yeah, you know, I don't think I, I, I really do look at it more holistically as basically a, this global ocular surface disease in general. And I feel like it all progressively leads to each other anyway. So I actually treat it very aggressively right from the beginning. I jump to procedures very quickly, kind of like dues too, you know, it's, it's that, it's that level two. So I, I really do jump to it right away. If they are asymptomatic and very mild, I just talk home therapies and I still mention procedures if, and when. So I'm having these pretty deep conversations right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I often tell my patients, I, I do things a little bit differently. I, I know a lot of people will treat in a stepwise approach and, you know, Tap, tap one thing on the patient, see if it works, come back a couple months later, try another thing, add another thing. And I do it, I throw everything on them at once that I believe that they need. And then we'll slowly pull things away once I get them comfortable. So what, what are your go-to treatments for blepharitis? So if you're seeing that, you know, that crusting either at the base of the eyelash a little further down, what, what are you, what are you doing in your office for that? I am always having the conversation with hot compress, blink exercise, lid wash, omegas, always. Every patient, honestly, if they don't have any symptoms at all, I'm having these conversations with them with the amount of screen time and uh, medications. We're just having this conversation with everyone at this point. I tell patients it's like the dental model. This is brushing and flossing. And then if you have a problem with this, with these things, then you come back and we do the procedures. And when I'm jumping to procedures, I usually package four IPLs and some type of thermal pulsation, type, some type of my bone gland evacuation if they need it. So I really do throw everything on them. I also will do in-office debridement. That's very rare because oftentimes my home therapies and IPL will take care of it. But I have a handful of patients that we still do in-office debridement. And what, what products are you using for your at-home lid hygiene? We Love Eyes Oil and Foam has blown me away. As long as there's no tea tree oil sensitivity, if there is a tea tree oil sensitivity or just, you know, a lot of these patients are so inflamed and can't handle anything, I will do either the Story Makeup Wipes. Okay. So, so, so can you tell me more about We Love Eyes? I mean, I've heard great things about that product, but I don't have any experience with it. So it does have a tea tree oil in it, you mentioned? Yeah, it's very diluted. It okay. is even lower than most of the other commercially available products. Mm 
And it's a two-step process. So this is how I present it to patients. It's an oil and a foam combo. I usually will have the patient put wash their hands, put a drop or two of oil on their finger, close their eyes and rub along the lash line in circular motions, and then foam, same thing, rub, rinse. Mm -hmm. And it's really clean products. And what I also tell patients, great cosmetic remover. There's again, the overlap with the aesthetics and the lid hygiene. It's a great cosmetic remover. And I have found anecdotally that most of my patients come back saying that their lashes are longer and healthier. And so that's another problem. A lot of my patients are talking to me about is this lash growth. They want longer lashes, but almost all of the lash serums available will cause this inflammatory surface disease. So it's a great alternative. Mm-hmm. Well, when so you get that you normal load under control, there's nothing that's keeping the lashes and in, in yeah. that inflammatory cycle. So yeah, you clean that up and lashes do grow longer. You're right. It's wonderful. So what about Demodex? Are you using that for Demodex or do you have a different protocol for symptomatic Demodex patients? That is what I'm using for Demodex. And then I will also layer on the IPL. Okay. Okay. Well, that's so, so what, you what is your protocol for IPL? I mean, that makes a difference. I think you're going to ask the same question, Walt. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of mostly follow the Paramin protocol. I do the Toyos Tragus to Tragus double pass. I do the blend up and down. I do double passes on the upper and lower eyelids, and I will usually put in some vascular cheek pulses. Okay. So I know you've had patients that came in on baby shampoo. Um, what are your thoughts on baby shampoo? And what do you tell the patient? And what do you, what do you recommend to our colleagues about that? I, le- I recommend to everyone that will listen to stop using baby shampoo right away. It has fragrances and dyes in there that are just not friendly. Just because it doesn't burn doesn't mean it's, not, it's good, right? We have such better formulations that actually work a lot more effectively. And, um, you know, I really do try, all all of us don't like to step on the toes of other providers. I tell patients, we're all like chefs that cook steak differently. We all do dry eye differently, but baby shampoo is one that I will never get behind. That is one I will call you out every time. There's no excuses for baby shampoo. The issue with baby shampoo is it's really not any different than any other cleanser that's out there. There's nothing in it in particular when you dilute it to the level that you are, that's actually going to kill anything. Yeah, the only thing not that's really effective, not effective. Is, it's just sodium benzate. That's, there's nothing that's specifically targeted to the populations that you're trying to get under control. So it, you'd, I tell my patients, you'd probably be any, really any soap you'd put on your eye would do the same thing. Exactly. Nothing and we can does. do better. We can do better. Do you have experience with the okra-based pot products? I do. I have a handful of patients on those. Myself, they burned me. They were a lot more aggressive on my skin than the We Love Eyes. And so just uh, personally, I prefer the We Love Eyes. Almost all of my patients are obsessed with it, but I do have a handful of patients. So I do carry the okra based in office. It's just not my top seller. I also have Ocusoft. I have a few th- I have some Optase products. I have quite a few different lid cleansers, but hands down, We Love Eyes is the biggie for me. So, you know, I, it's funny, I did a lecture not too long ago. I was talking about the evolution of the treatment of blepharitis. Um, you know, what are your comments? Because over the years, it's changed. Before it used to be clean it up, maybe shampoo, maybe use an antibiotic, maybe a combination drop. But now we have so many options that are available to help our patients. 
We do. And I think it's kind of evolving with the whole skincare idea. I think it's a lot slower to evolve than skincare, but it is evolving just like skincare. The more we know, the more we can change. And now we're doing things like two-step cleansers and, you know, mutually beneficial ingredients, ingredients that cleanse and nourish and take care of multi multiple things. So you can put, I like to simplify my patient's lives as much as possible. So if we can get a makeup cleanser and a lash growth and a blepharitis treatment all in one, that's what I'm going to do all day long. Right. And you can get patients off of their makeup removers that aren't doing them any favors. Exactly. A lot of alcohol-based, yes. A lot of alcohol-based cleansers that are, we're pulling away. Yeah. All right. So, so, so being a guy, and I'm going to speak for a lot of our colleagues that are male, is, you know, we hear a lot of, a uh, lot of talk about, you know, stay away from this, stay away from that. Most of us are not going to look up to say, what are the different ingredients? So can you just give us a few that we, that we could recommend to our patients that are not saying endorse anything in particular? So name like 12 or three. Of, like, uh, of products, of yeah. products. Okay, yeah. so basically, what are some buzzwords you men could use to talk to the your patients that do these that's cosmetics? What, that's what okay. I asked you. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Okay, so you are definitely going to want to do We Love Eyes, and they know that there are fragile men out there, and so they actually have We Love Eyes that are branded for men. It's the exact same product, but they're branded for men. So you can talk about that, but if you're talking to your female patients, you're going to want to avoid waterproof mascaras. Um, lash extensions. You are going to want to avoid um, glitters in the eyeshadows. If, if you have a dry eye patient, a cream-based eyeshadow is going to be better than a powder eyeshadow. Um, retinols can migrate, so stay quite far away from the eye. What else? No liner tattoos, no liner on the waterline. These are some biggies. I'm trying to think, Tracy, do you have any others? I know I'm going to be like, yeah, from a, from a standpoint when I'm talking to men and uh, they do care about their appearance. You just, it just takes a little bit of chatting with them. Um, I had a gentleman last week who was actually, he asked me point blank about his eyelash growth. He said, will my eyelashes grow back? Because everyone used to tell me that I had amazing eyelashes. <laughs> I didn't, oh, that's amazing. Every, everybody cares. And this is not a personality. I mean, we were talking like, this is a, this is your sports guy. I mean, like, well, you, you would hang out with this guy. Um, you know, it, you know, about drinking, his eyelashes. in that same vein, a lot of my male <laughs> patients are very concerned with the cosmesis. They don't want the redness. And with this mm -hmm. new, with this new med spa I'm creating, I'm going to a lot of aesthetic conferences and the men in the aesthetic world are about to tenfold. So it is no longer a woman's industry. So particularly for, for patients, when I have my male patients and I tell them to avoid, and they do have very male specific um, facial products. So the retinol is a big one. There are a mm -hmm. lot of products targeted towards men that have eye creams that have retinol in them. So I tell them to, you know, avoid those. Um, I have a line of sports sunscreens that I will tend to recommend. Um, and it's, what was that one that I liked? I'll think of it in a minute. It was called Kinesis. Actually, Dr. Laura Perryman turned me on to that. It's a spray. It's a good sports one. So that's one that's nice. That's cleaner. Um, and they do love the ochre-based products that I, the, that I have in office, um, especially foams. Cleansers are really great. Anything they can use in the shower is really helpful. 
but in terms of things to stay away from, the retinol creams are probably the biggest one that I noticed that men will have um, in. And when I tell them to bring in whatever they're using, a lot of them will have it and not even realize it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Does that help you answer your question, Walt? That does help. So I thank you both because I felt <laughs> we just started talking like this is the best time to ask you both. Uh, no, they, they do care. If you ask, they will absolutely tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many, I actually chose a very masculine aesthetic mm -hmm. in my med spa for this exact same reason. And I cannot tell you how many of my male reps have come in and stopped and said, I think I'm going to have to come see you soon. I think I'm ready for a little, it's called bro talks. I think I'm ready for a little bro talks. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's here. It's here mm -hmm. to stay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, Carly, you mentioned new lids, and that's something that you've utilized for the at-home uh, micro blepharo exfoliation. How's that been going for you and your practice? I mean, we've discussed in previous podcasts the results of those, but what are your thoughts on that, and how's it working for your patients? You know, it, it's kind of hot and cold. It's only right for certain patients. A lot of patients are a little bit uncomfortable with the idea of it for whatever reason, and that's fair, and I don't actually push it. And like I said, most of the time, these procedures, the at-home therapies and the in-office procedures take care of it. But for the patients that want it, it's a great option. So I like, I you know, I've just listed everything I have. I like to have everything available if the patient wants it. I don't push it on anyone, though. It's a little bit out side of some patient's comfort zone. Tracy, do you have anything to add on that? Um, as far as at-home treatments? Because I'm just going to um, leave compliance issues, but go ahead. Um, so part of my education to my patients about at-home therapies is that if you would like to see me less, and I know I'm fun, but if you would like, <laughs> if you and if you would like to maximize your pocketbook, then you probably ought to be doing the at-home therapies because not only does it help you feel better, it actually can extend the time in between the in-office treatments that we're going to have to repeat. So the, the you do at home, the less I have to do here, it's again, we go back to the demo mall, it's like flossing your teeth. Yeah. You know, my, my one-liner for that is protect your investment. And that's yeah. actually the same in skincare. You know, if you get all of these procedures, you've got to be wearing your sunscreen and you've got to be drinking water and getting eight hours of sleep. Like protect your investment. This is, this is the root cause of all of it. Did you say eight hours of sleep? I've never heard of such a <laughs> Do what I say and not what I do, right? <laughs> well, you know, for me, you know, getting to the blepharitis and the treatments, you know, you mentioned if they're symptomatic, you know, you're going to say, hey, these are the procedures that we do. And, you know, those are, I, I definitely agree on that. But, you know, the, the presentation, the amount, if patients have two plus, you know, blepharitis or scurf or whatever you want to call it, you can prescribe that lid scrubs. But when they come back for a follow-up in two or three weeks, it looks exactly the same. And so typically if I see, you know, the two plus or more, I'm going straight to an in-office procedure because that's the only way to effectively get rid of that. Exactly. True. Um, unless you show them a picture of the mite, in which case that'll... <laughs> <laughs> or the video of the moving mite into the follicle. <laughs> yep. I also tell them that if they put the time in ahead of time, that this will make their procedure much more effective. Yeah. So if you get anybody to do anything for a month, it's a habit, so... So, so, so Carly, what are some of the future treatments for blepharitis? What do you, what have you heard? What have you seen in the horizon here? You know, I think one thing we're going to really go hard into is at home light therapies like Toyosis Q and different LED therapies at home. 
Um, I also think as the years go on, and I know some of our colleagues are already digging pretty deep into this, but I think we're going to look at the gut microbiome a lot more. And I think if we understand the gut and nutrition and autoimmune conditions and food sensitivities, I think that that's truly going to root cause it even further. And we're going to know a whole heck of a lot more. Targeting the root cause sounds important. Um, any hands mm-hmm. on the new drop that's in the pipeline, the TPO3 by Tarsus? I am watching very curiously. What about you, Walt? What are you going to do? <laughs> about that? Oh, no, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so, you know, financial disclosure, I've been working with them for, for a while. So I've seen <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the early data on there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we can eradicate it with, you know, seeing a patient using it twice a day, you know, for six weeks and, you know, some data was at four weeks, but utilizing that, that, uh, that drop, there was no lid scrubs involved, but it uh, cured and eradicated uh, the mites. And so it's, it's, it's something that, you know, likely their patient's going to need to use a couple of times a year. Uh, but that's what, from the, the early data that, that, uh, that I've seen, but it'll be exciting. Very, it's an exciting <laughs> field. Yeah. It won't remove your makeup though. So that's always going to still have a place in, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. All right, well, thank you, Carly, so much for your insight and everything that you know about blepharitis and talking to us about your aesthetics practice and congratulations on that again. Um, anything else to add, Walt, before we close out? You know, I just think it's a really exciting field. I'm, I'm so honored to be in the dry eye world because it is so rapidly changing and we're constantly having new technologies and medications. And, and honestly, the diagnostic piece, knowing where it's all coming from is insane trying to keep up with it all. So I, I know that I like staying fresh on, I'm being challenged every day, right? So it's a, it's a cool field to be in. Well, hey, thank you so much again, Carly, for your time and look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, no, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode soon. For over 18 years, iEco has been an industry leader of natural, effective, at-home dry eye management. We support you and your patients with scientifically proven products for mild, moderate, and severe dry eye. Join us today at iEco.com.